2: Brian Lehrer on WNYC. My next guest has been called the Elvis of philosophy and the most prominent living Marxist philosopher. Oh, and he endorsed Donald Trump for president. You may not have heard of him, but Slovenian philosopher and psychoanalyst Slavoj Žižek is a huge name on the European left. And is he is with me now because he has a new book, Against the Double Blackmail, Refugees, Terror and Other Troubles with the Neighbors, which focuses on the causes and perpetuation of the refugee crisis and what can be done to end it. Mr. Zizek, thank you for coming on. Welcome to WNYC. Thanks very much. It's an honor for me to be here. Thank you. Let's do the election part first. You're not American, so you don't vote here, but you said you would rather have Trump as president than Hillary Clinton because, quote, he will not introduce fascism. Do I have that right? Isn't he the one, not
0: Clinton, who we worry about fascism with? Uh, First, I think this is a typical wrong leftist reaction. You see something that you and
3: me also obviously dislike. And instead of analyzing it closely, you say fascism, fascism. No, it's precisely not the old fascism. By this, I don't deny that Trump is an extremely dangerous figure. I despise him. I find him repelling, even at the level of manners, Look, what we are witnessing today is simply, and I'm maybe a kind of a Marxist conservative, but I find this horrible, a decline of simple decency public manners. Things, and you as radio uh, host guide should know this, things that 10, 20 years ago were considered unpronounceable in public now you can say them in public now some idiots actor style studio would have said isn't it fine we are more open no it's not fine appearances matter all this matters so but my point is only this one my big hope not that i want any proletarian revolution i'm a very pessimist marxist is isn't it obvious that we are approaching a crisis of what noam chomsky called manufacturing consent the whole system thick network of unwritten rules how the political process works is breaking down so a rethinking restructuring of the entire political field is needed and my hope is that with trump as president Maybe this will unleash a new political dynamic where a more authentic
0: left, not a lunatic revolutionary Marxist left, but simply a more authentic left will... has an opportunity from the political chaos to come,
2: it sounds like you And from inertia.
3: I don't despise, personally, I don't know know her, Hillary Clinton. I'm always suspicious, that's because I come from an ex-communist country, this type of false unity. Listen, Hillary is the candidate from Wall Street to Occupy Wall Street, from Saudi Arabian money to LGBTQ+, and so on. When you have such a broad coalition, I always ask who is nonetheless not included it's clear for me just to give you not to talk too much the formula a hillary lost because she got rid of bernie sanders she failed in recapturing that anti-establishment protest vote so she didn't lose because she went too far to the left but precisely because she neglected that popular rage. So this is why, although I have critical moments of him, I sincerely admire Bernie Sanders. Many of those who were mobilized by him, aren't they precisely people who are usually supporting uh, uh, supporting anti-establishment republican party movements those who are now for trump i think without this mobilizing of this some elite liberals call them white trash mainstream lower-class boys the liberal left should stop dismissing them despising them and so on
0: we cannot achieve anything without getting them on our side listeners, maybe you already know some of the work of Slavoj Žižek, or maybe you're
2: hearing him now for the first time, if you'd like to call in and talk to him, 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692. And we'll get to your book and the question of the refugees, Mm. which is central to your book. But I'm curious to follow up on one thing Mm. that you said. Um, you, You mentioned that you're from a former communist country, Slovenia. So you have a certain worldview as a Marxist. How do you come out of the former communist uh, region and be a Marxist? Most – some of the most conservative calls that we get yeah. on this show are from New Yorkers who were emigres from the old Soviet Union, usually older folks who came from yeah. the old Soviet Union or the other countries in the Soviet orbit – who have no patience for social democracy and only want everything to be free market
0: because they associate it with totalitarianism. Listen, let me be very clear. My credentials are clear on that point. I was not a radical dissident, but
3: dissident enough not to get a permanent job. I was unemployed for a couple of years. I was not allowed to work in university and so on and so on. And if anything, I'm extremely critical of uh, 20th century communism. I think the game is over. A nice irony I have here once in a dialogue, I professed it with Fukuyama. I told him, maybe you won like, uh, you know, end of communism, new neoliberal world order. But isn't it the ultimate irony that communists, where they are still in power, China, Vietnam, are today the best managers of the most brutal, wild capitalism. So that's over for me. And I'm not a naive, when I say Marxism, Marxist, I mean something very modest. I mean, we are clearly approaching some type of a crisis. My God, Elon Musk a week ago spoke about this, how we will have to have a citizen's income, government. So the model of liberal capitalism is approaching its limit. We are approaching new type of problems, how to regulate biogenetics, ecology, intellectual property, and so on. All I'm saying is it cannot go on. Capitalism, especially welfare state capitalism, had it's great moments. Listen, let me ask you a frank question, and I'm saying this is a Marxist, my God. Was there ever in the entire maybe human history a period where a larger amount, uh, percentage of people lived relatively good lives with freedom, safety, than in the golden era of European social democracy? And your answer would be no? yes. No, sorry. Uh, Yes, it was the best time. No, it was never better. But unfortunately, that era is getting over. We are approaching a totally new constellation, and uh, this is my first claim. Capitalism is approaching this type of a crisis. My second claim is that... uh, It's even a temptation of some leftists to see, for a way out, referring to some, like some Latino-American leftists, some tribal primordial wisdom of the way to oppose global capitalism. No, we have to go through it. So we are forced... We will be forced to do something. If we don't do it, Hollywood has an answer. Hunger Games, Elysium, uh, it will be a new terrifying society.
2: Or, or, or China has an answer, because in your book you write Yeah, but China about is approaching
3: the- Hunger Games. China is becoming a yeah, Hunger Games country. Yes. 20% of the new middle class lives beneath a cupola. Yes. But my last point, I'm yes, a pessimist please. Marxist. Did you see, or some of our esteemed viewers, I hope they saw the movie which was so popular by some of the leftists, uh, V for Vendetta. At the end, the crowd breaks into the British Parliament. People take over. As I usually say, I'm sorry for this slight obscenity, I'm ready to sell my mother into slavery to see a movie called V for Vendetta Part 2. But what will they do next day when they take over? What what
0: new order will they establish? I'm afraid the left doesn't have a good answer to this. So as it relates to the book, you state that refugees... Are the price humanity is paying for the global economy. Yes, but again, I'm here an authentic Marxist. By this I mean, you know, Marx was not
3: simply against capitalism. He was very ambiguous. He was aware. Capitalism is the most revolutionizing force, and so on, and so on. But yes, this is true. If you look at all those critical points, Libya, Northern Africa, Iraq, Syria, and so on, you can see not that the people there are totally innocent. I'm not one of those crazy leftists who feel good if they if they whip punish themselves. Like, oh we are responsible for all the evils in the world. No. If you took things like ISIS, Daesh uh, terrorism and so on, this is not just a passive reaction. This is a way to react to a predicament with a positive vision. And we have to confront that. But at the same time, we are
0: fully involved in the situation which exploded there. You seem to warn people on the left against
2: romanticizing the refugees, but at the same time you say we need to totally embrace them. I, I, I don't you,
3: like the term embraced it's too it's it's uh, it's uh, it's too romantic. sentimental yeah. too rom-
0: it's not embraced. it's a problem we co-created we have to deal with so it. i'm I'm summarizing how do you say we have to own it? How would you put it? Uh, we have to clearly confront the problem by way of fully
3: admitting our response our part of guilt in it Meaning? which means when, ref- when refugees come, to Europe, it's not simply a question of humanitarian question of are our hearts big enough and so on and so on. We should take care of them, but without, a, without any romantic mystification. For example, people on the left in Europe downplay cultural problems, which are there. They come with their way of life. Uh, and uh, for example, the way Islamic community Treat their women, their family relations. This is not just a deviation. This is their way of life. And we are all deeply attached to our way of life. I don't have an easy answer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not simply say,
0: saying they have to accept our European way or we should respect their way of life. But that's one problem. The other problem. Or some Muslims coming from some more old yeah. world type of cultures.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although uh, I wouldn't minimize this problem. As we see in Europe, it's a serious problem. Not to mention the fact that the horror of, which is exploding now of European uh, right-wing populist opposition. You think now bad about yourself, you Americans. Let me, in spite of electing Trump, let me... Assure you, but in a sad way, we Europeans are worse now. Things you can read now in Europe, in official press, like in my country now, the main right-wing story is George Soros, a Jew, is secretly organizing the muslim invasion of europe so they even deny the arab israeli conflict the right-wing stories
0: behind the muslim invasion of Uh europe there are jews that's that's the right-wing lie right now
3: yeah but it's no longer marginal that's the horror you can read about it and also let me give you another example of where i think we should openly address the problems Nobody almost asks the question, okay, refugees, yes, but aren't there just beneath the uh, the domain of war, Syria, Iraq, some extremely wealthy Arab countries, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Qatar, Emirates, how many refugees are they taking? No one. Why this focus on Europe? I am, always I'm saying to shock my friends a little bit, I consider myself an enlightened Leftist Eurocentrist, because did you notice how even when anti-Eurocentrists criticize Europe, they do it on the base of European legacy—the very universal ethical norms that we obey today: equality, gender equality, welfare, human rights. They are part of European enlightenment, legacy, Enlightenment values. Yes, and I totally stick to them shamelessly i don't think there is anything in
0: a bad sense eurocentric about them so do you have to resolve somehow that with the more old
2: world values of a lot of the refugees coming from the middle east in order to um politically make it acceptable for uh for France, which might elect Le Pen president, like we just elected Trump, uh, and for this country to take them? I think that uh, for the first thing to admit, I hope you
3: would agree, is that there is no simple, easy solution. Because up to a point, poor immigrants have the right to say, but also the values that you want to impose on us, and by values I don't mean abstract principle, I mean Behavior. concrete rules, manners yeah. for everyday life, are also colored by a specific uh, culture and so on, and so on but i think we have openly to set the limit somewhere that's my point
2: elliot in queens you're on wnyc
1: hi brian um good to talk to you and it was very interesting to hear your guests point of view i just wanted to say that after the election something's coming up in the media on posts on social media all over the place that's really wor- angering me and scaring me, which is that I see too many posts and articles that are making believe that Trump's victory is due centrally to misogyny or racism or anti-gay or anti-Muslim views. That makes no sense. Trump couldn't be elected by just the KKK and the Tea Party. The fact is a lot of people who voted for Trump are people who had previously voted for Obama. He won the election fair and square. What elected him in a lot of ways is that you know, narrow elites in the media or in business or in academia or all over uh, have easily flourished in this neoliberal economy over the past 36 years have really ignored the lives of the majority of the people who live in this country.
2: And are, are you hearing an echo of this thinking in Mr. of your thinking in Mr. Zizek? Uh,
1: well, in the sense that he's taking a broader view, not being someone who's completely immersed in the American conversation, in the American Mm -hmm. mentality, in the American media, Mm -hmm. and seeing not just what's going on here, but the way in which internationally these systems of two economies that exist here, that exist in China, are affecting people's lives and shoving certain people, working class, middle class, poor people, into a a declining world, whereas... A very small group is getting comfortable, or rich, or fabulously rich, or godlike rich. It seems like his his view is one that Americans have to hear, even if they don't agree with everything he has to say, because it it gives a perspective that is just hardly reflected in anything in media here.
2: I understand, and and so I think Elliot is hearing you accurately. Because a whole chapter of your book, which we're not going to have time to go down the list, but you've been enumerating some of them, is a list of taboos on the left that the left needs to get past
0: in order to be as constructive as it can be in the current situation. I, I, I'm really sad we don't have more time because I totally agree with my kind
3: interlocutor I am a leftist and as a leftist I agree with him this cultural left whose big obsessions are uh, uh, are uh, apartheid in toilets and so on and so on which are all issues where I totally support them but the greatest tragedy of United States liberalism is this split between cultural left and so-called, I'm saying this without any dismissive, arrogant attitude, worries, anxieties of ordinary people. If the left doesn't resolve this gap, then the left, much of the academic cultural left, will really remain class-oriented, but in the opposite sense. Can't you see in this dismissal of many of Trump voters, like white trash and so on? sorry to tell you, but it's a clear class dimension here.
2: Too much identity
3: politics? Yes, but I'm again, I'm not against identity politics, but I am against that terrible combination political where identity politics is here to neutralize economic struggle struggle for justice and so on and so on because the alt- we are in a political struggle left right and so on and it's not just a struggle of recognition identity where if we just recognize fully each other's identities everything will be
2: okay emma in raway you're on wnyc hi emma
1: Hi, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Your guest.
2: Thank you, and forgive me, but we have about a minute left in this segment, so go right for it.
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say I'm really glad you had this your guest on today. I, I have to say, I'm, I've been waiting for NPR to have a voice like this for a while. I've been a Bernie supporter since day one, and I think the bottom line is America wanted a populist here, populist this year, and it's ironic that the Republican Party gave it to them and mm. the Democratic kind of didn't uh, live up to that expectation the american people clearly had
0: thank you very much 30 seconds for a last thought i totally agree with it i'm against populism what it means on the right wing but
3: populism also stands for genuine explosion of rage by so-called ordinary people their anxieties and so on and so on and it's strange cow The academic leftist elite is afraid of this, uh, suspecting in need some kind of a proto fascist redneck white trash plot or whatever. It's a terrible predicament. And that's why I'm afraid of Hillary Hillary for me. How did he take hegemony of Democratic Party? By getting rid of Bernie Sanders, who precisely stood for an
0: orientation which would take into account this uh, rage. Slavo Zizek's new book is against the double blackmail, Refugees, Terror
2: and other troubles with the neighbors. And if you'd like to hear more about it and more from him, he'll be giving a talk with the writer Hari Kunzru at the Brooklyn Public Library next Monday, November 14th at 8 o'clock, Monday at 8 at the Brooklyn Public Library
0: uh, for Slavoj Žižek. You're from Slovenia. You didn't know Melania Trump over there, did you? No, no, no. Melania Trump was still, her marriage to Donald, uh,
3: extremely unknown in Slovenia. The only thing we know, and it's supreme irony, as it is clear now, her origins are a quite well-standing ex-communist nomenclatura family. It's a nice irony, I mean. But let me just finish, if I may, by telling how I love this city. I love New York because New York is, for me, not one big apple, but but uh, a combination of, like, dozens, especially in Manhattan, dozens of small villages. Like, I live here around uh, Washington Square and when I'm here for a month, I never use a cap, I never take a subway, everything is here. New York is not for me city where it's too bustling, I get nervous, it's city where I find peace. I love New
2: York. I agree. Alexis Grinnell and Michelle Goldberg coming up next. Slavoj Zizek, thank you very much, a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Brian Lehrer on WNYC.